all these recommendations and uh, everything we talked about will be down in the description down below. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit the little ring bell to get notifications. I'm just fucking around. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs>
versa. But I mean, that doesn't take away from how good his acting ability is here. Again, I do kind of want to see him do more given that this is just a mainly a one man show as it was, he made a short film that was all done in one take where it was him just speak, doing a eulogy and he got a crowdfund, he got a Kickstarter going that essentially made, allowed him to turn it into a full film. Hmm. Um, nice. And uh, for what he was able to put together, I was pretty impressed and enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I like it quite a bit. Um, I also watched, uh, I watched a film called uh, Widows, which oh, I actually yes. really liked quite a bit. Steve McQueen. Yep, and written by Jillian uh, Flynn. McQueen, is it the, Steve uh, McQueen? Yeah, Steve McQueen directed, yeah. and uh, the script was written by Jillian Flynn, the author of uh, Gone Girl. Right. Yeah, she um, wrote and, the screenplay for Gone Girl as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, I liked it a lot. In fact, uh, it made me think, want to think to a number of films where I'm like, hey, guy, this is how you do a, fe- a female-led movie. Uh, it essentially stars um, Viola Davis, uh, Michelle uh, Rodriguez, and Elizabeth Debicki are all widows of uh, a gang of a gang of men who, uh, after a botched heist, uh, uh, was it have left have essentially uh, well fucked everything up for her widows. So now they need to pull a heist in or uh, was it uh, what is it a uh, heist in order to uh, clear themselves up and get away? That sounds amazing. I didn't know that's what <laughs> um, it was about. That's great. And. Uh, the cat I was it and like outside of those of them like the cast is huge like you've got Robert Duvall you've got Liam Neeson you've got Colin Farrell you've got Daniel Kaluuya who's actually really fucking scary in it we all love Liam Neeson's <laughs> okay Key and Peele um, I like him as Jack um, Taken <laughs> yeah he's great as Jack Taken <laughs> um but uh no I was very I was very impressed with it uh uh, what is it? All of the acting is really, really good. In fact, uh, this is a movie where, like, even uh, what is it? Like, it's fine as a self-contained. I'm like, I want sequels. I would just want more of these characters and these people. I highly doubt that'll ever happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Steve McQueen is the kind of guy to go and make a sequel. Um, it was did, also did he do Twelve Years a Slave? Is that right? Yes. Imagine and, uh, thirteen Shane... years a slave. <laughs> he also did <laughs> Shame and Hunger. I right. believe are the other two. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was a really bad one. <laughs> that was not a good um, one. I, I regret that joke. <laughs> and uh, moving on to the things I have more to say about, uh, I, fi- I was a Dan, friend of a show, and I finally got together and watched Uncut Gems. And uh, yeah, every, whatever everyone had said about it is right. It's really fucking good. Like, it was the viewing equivalent of a panic attack. Yeah. Like, even just <laughs> even in the way of uh, even in the way the sound editing's done, like this is one thing that I was really impressed with, which is you know how in movies when people talk over each other, it gets really, really obnoxious as you can't really follow at all what's being said. You know how that happens in podcasts sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Never on this podcast. I'll Never. Never. Um, but Not no, the once. sound of uh, a sound mixing is done in such a way where like uh, you can still follow everything that's being said, but it also adds a weird uneasiness to it. Um, like a like a huge sense of reality almost, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and also like I said this to Dan as well, this movie made me fucking care about baseball, or sorry, basketball. basketball. And, that's a, <laughs> and that's an accomplishment. Um, to show you how much you care about it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made me care about it while I was watching, but like, no, it's like, it's just, it reminded me a lot of Nightcrawler, where like the whole viewing experience is just uncomfortable. Mm. Okay. Um, and uh, everything people have said about Sandler is a hundred percent true. 
Um, like he, uh, like, in fact, it kind of makes me even more frustrated than I can get with him. Cause I'm like, this just shows what I've been saying where I'm like, you're so much better than what you've been doing, man. Well, have you like, have you either of you seen the trailer for his new film? Hubie he Halloween. Show it to me. He, he, Adam Sandler says Halloween. <laughs> oh, great. yeah, it's a stupid fucking idea, but I'm really excited oh, no. for it. Goes from like <laughs> Oscar, nearly Oscar nominated performance to. Yeah, I feel like that's just that's just Adam Sandler's brand, though. This is what he does. Yeah, like he's actually really, really good at what he does. He just chooses not to do it well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, oh, what is it? It's like uh, what people were saying after Pixels came out, where it's like this isn't by far the worst thing he's made, but why it's so frustrating is because it's twenty fucking fifteen and you're still doing this shit. Yeah, that poor Sandman. <laughs> um and then lastly over the weekend uh after uh putting it off for a really long time i finally decided to sit down and watch uh birds of prey oh yeah yeah liam oh, texted yeah. me and he said why is this movie called birds of prey and my response was birds of prey and one and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn get it right you <laughs> dingus <laughs> so here's the thing that i came to realize while i was watching it is that okay it's not awful i will give i will say that but in fact in a lot of ways i actually don't even think it's that poorly put together the thing is that like it's done in a directing style and uh to- and like just all around a uh, filmmaking way that does nothing for me whatsoever i agree um i mean like uh i was it like the only thing that i really could think I was if I could really take issue with was the script of which I felt like was uh, that one time I shit my pants after wearing my underwear for three days straight. That was last week, everybody. Last week. <laughs> um, but like, uh, again, like it's, uh, and there, there is some really cool stuff in there. Like there's this one uh, scene in a uh, police station where uh, a lot of people get shot with sandbags that I actually thought was pretty cool. Yeah. It's a cool scene. If it didn't have a 15 minute flashback in the middle of it, that would and, uh, I, that would be so great. Seems like a um, odd choice. It's very weird. The, the the yeah the script is really all over the place. Yeah, I mean like uh, but I mean when it comes to the direction and whatnot or like the aesthetic, like uh, like it's an aesthetic and directing style that I don't think is bad. It just does nothing for me whatsoever. Um, I mean most of a cast I guess is fine. Like, I mean I personally find uh. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn really patronizing and giving a and gives a performance that I think any actor would give in that role. Did she not grow on you even a little bit? Not really. I find that very peculiar because I think she's the best part of that movie. Really? Because, like, I mean, I actually did really like Renee Montoya quite a bit. Well, yeah, like, she, she does a really good performance, has jack shit to do. <laughs> yeah, no, and, uh, I mean, there's also the fact that, like, I was talking, after I watched it, I was talking with, uh, uh, Scotty from the Spider-Man episode about it. And uh, I was saying that like, uh, and he was talking about how, um, I, uh, was it? I think what I've, I've almost find the reaction outside of a movie more interesting than the movie itself. The fact that this started a fucking culture war against Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> which I'm like, I saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Then I saw Birds of Prey, which I assume some of our fans might be aware of. Those are the last movies I ever saw in theaters. Mm. Birds you know, of Prey was like, the last movie I ever saw in a the theater. And I was I was just thinking to myself, like, 
why did this start a culture war? Two movies that I thought were pretty mediocre, all things considered. In fact, I pretty much had the same reaction to both those movies. No, uh, I think they you, exist. Yeah, you hated Sonic. <laughs> I, mean, I recently no Sonic. Re, I recently re-rated Sonic on uh, Letterboxd. I gave it a 2.5, and my review was, it's a fucking Sonic movie. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't hate Sonic. I was just more so, uh, I was just more so, again, annoyed annoyed by just everything surrounding it or whatnot sure the memes and everything um, like that yeah and uh uh what is it but anyway with uh birds of prey I, i've also heard people that like uh i think this movie set out to do what it uh, was it what it did pretty well on a narrative level it didn't really set out to do anything and accomplished very little but i mean when it comes to uh giving like uh women and people in the lgbtq commu- community a superhero movie like and the fact that it's taken well and been well accepted into that that's worth more than any review I could give of it. All right, yeah. Um, and I guess to end it off, I'll say what a. I'm gonna essentially quote what a friend of mine said when him and I were when him and I talked about Pacific Rim, a movie I like but he didn't care for very much, where he said, "I was a Pacific Rim is one of those movies that is either really gonna entertain and grab you or it's just really not." It didn't do it for me. You guys have fun. I'm gonna go do something else. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that applies to Birds of Prey for me. That's fair, Liam. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Is that all you ingested, Liam? Uh, yep. That's cool. pretty much everything I'm going to talk about. Okay. Um, all right. I'll... Uh, oh. I was going to say I'll go next because I don't have much. <laughs> go for it. I have three things. So. All right. I I think I have like two and a half. Give her. Um, <laughs> one. I finished reading Oathbringer, which I think I mentioned on the last episode. It's yeah. a very good book. It's very long. I'm excited for the fourth one. That's all I have to say. Nice. Yeah, you did kind of talk about it at length at the past two episodes. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also read a book called 100,000 Kingdoms by N.K. Jemisin. Mm-hmm. Uh, another fantasy book because as I read a lot of fantasy. <laughs> um, it's basically the concept is this woman, there, there's 100,000 kingdoms and they're all kind of ruled by this one sort of overseeing, not empire, there's just kind of the city that where all the politics happens. Um, and that in that city there are gods that are slaves to the people because they rebelled against another god and and then the woman gets kind of called there because she has been named one of the emperor's heirs and she has to compete with two other heirs to become the new emperor okay and there's a mystery involving her mother who was murdered and a whole bunch of other stuff and she has relationship relationship with one of the gods and it's it's a really interesting book. It's 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 unlike any fantasy I've read before because it's very intrigue based, kind of like kind of like a mystery. Uh, a lot of sex in it. Cool. So if that if that turns people off, you know, don't read it. But also, <laughs> <laughs> it's like erotica for nerds. <laughs> That's called Game of Thrones. No. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was it was it was an enjoyable read. It was it was a really really interesting uh, plot line. I liked all the characters. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about it because it's uh, the story's kind of complicated. So I don't really. Did uh, you finish it? Yeah, I finished it. Ah. Yeah. Is it yeah. A, a part of a series or just the one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I believe it's called the Inheritance. Uh, the inheritance trilogy do you plan Not on to reading be, the other ones yes i i have the audiobooks already ah, nice uh I, I not to be uh confused with the inheritance cycle i think it's called uh with aragon and everything oh yes yeah yep. yeah <laughs> when uh, someone recommended it to me it's like hey have you read the inheritance trilogy i'm like 
You mean the Aragon books? There's like, four no. of those, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, not very well regarded books. No, not 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 in not at least in history's sake, you know. Because when the first one came out, it was like pretty beloved, and now it's pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. I, I I enjoyed it. I, I read all four of those books, and I enjoyed them for what they were. Uh, I tried to reread them once. It didn't happen. Well, they're pretty yeah. bad. Written by a 16-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason the first one really got as much praise as it did, because it's like, look at this teenager who wrote a big book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at all those words he put down. Look at yeah, him go. He, he did a good job. Look at him. Look I mean, at him he go. essentially just uh, dropped Star Wars and Lord of uh, Star or Lord of Rings and Star Wars into a blender, but yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> all right, good. Now you give me money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last thing on here is something Christian told me to watch. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Captain Fantastic. No way. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot to say about it. Okay. okay. I really liked it. Yeah. Viggo Mortensen is is such a good actor. Yeah, I wanted to hold that for my last thing. So can we just mm. like hold on to this thought for All a right. couple minutes? Put a minute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So by ingestion, um, I watched a fun uh, little movie, um, real small actually, uh, real small little indie but indie film. Uh, it's called The Meg. Uh, <laughs> like what? Like what? Statham. Statham? Yeah. Um, I watched it last night. It's pure trash. Just it is fucking garbage and i mean it, considering the title is the meg yeah. that doesn't surprise me yeah <laughs> it's about a shark um it's jason statham fighting a really big shark okay i'm gonna spoil yeah. something spoilers he doesn't just fight one shark he fights two sharks oh shit there's yeah. two megs yeah there's one that's slightly smaller than the other um I see. yeah it's fucking real dumb and the <laughs> it the editing is really odd so like there's a couple times where um you're just like you're kind of like sitting there and you're like wait what and, and like you blink and suddenly they're somewhere completely different and there was no transition there was no explanation of where they're going they're just somewhere else and you're like oh, oh i guess we're on on the top of the ocean now um and not at the bottom <laughs> um there's characters in it that just have no purpose they just are there uh not for shark food but just to have one scene to show Statham is not a bad guy um, and then comes back at the end of the movie. There's this little child actor um, who uh, is – she's very cute, um, but she should never act <laughs> again <laughs> um, purely because they just they, they just give her all the cute lines, but she doesn't know how to deliver any of them. And you can tell the director was just like, just say this, honey. It's fine, and then we'll let you go play. Um, yeah, it's also one of the most, like, stereotypical action movies I've ever seen. So, you know, okay, it's a cliche, It's very cliche. So it's a, it, interesting that it, well, I watched it last night. Um, so when you think of an action movie, what are some of, like, the stereotypical characters you could think of? Uh, well, basically, John McClane. <laughs> yeah. So, bald white guy. Yeah. yeah. Bald white guy. There's also cool hacker girl. A quirk mm -hmm. is very mm -hmm. quirky scientist. There is. There's also <laughs> evil bad guy who's complex, played by Rain Wilson. Um, uh, evil, I was going to ask, is he British? No, evil That's billionaire. Rain Wilson, unlikely. Um, there's. Uh, 
stereotypical scared overreacting black guy you know um, um, oh yeah are ever incompetent government agents no actually no none of that <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it's just kind of bleh. but i actually still really liked it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was like look at this stupid fucking shark movie <laughs> I mean, They're making a sequel up. called The Trench. It's called the Trench. Meg, it's called Meg Two: The Trench. As in the Marianas Trench? I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my guess. Does yeah. uh, I mean, given that his career's kind of been on and off in recent years, does Statham still got it or? Oh fuck no, no, <laughs> no, not even a little no. bit. He's he's <laughs> just Jason Statham at this point. His name is Jonas in the movie, and I was like, you might as well just call him Jason. <laughs> Yeah, really. Like it's it. You just rearranged the letters of Jason to spell Jonas. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, like, just I mean, does he still have the sense that I'm like, is he still like Jason Statham? Like, no, he barely does anything. He fuck. He like barely does anything at all. I don't know. That he, doesn't sound like him at all. He shoots a like the most that he does is he shoots a tracking device at the shark's fin, and then mm-hmm. has to swim back to the boat real quick. Um, yeah, anyway, it was pretty dumb. Uh, the next one that I watched, uh, was, is, uh, Irish. I think it's Irish. It could be Scottish. I'm not entirely sure. Um, uh, but it's called Get Duked. Um, okay. it's, uh, it's on Amazon Prime and, uh, it's about these four kids who are trying to get the Duke of Edinburgh award. Um, and three of them are just absolute ragamuffin hooligans, you know? And one of them is like a homeschooled nerd. Um, and it's all about them like trying to go um, from one end of this island to the other. Uh, but in the meantime, they're being chased down by these people who believe that all of these hooligans and ragamuffins need to be er- eradicated. They must be killed. Mm-hmm. So they're getting hunted by this person played by Eddie Izzard, of all, pe- of all people, um, who does a really <laughs> good job, actually. He's, he's really entertaining. Um, it's really silly. It's It's basically... Um, if you've ever heard of the band Run the Jewels, uh, they're a hip hop group. It's basically just a an hour and a half long music video for them, um, which is cool. <laughs> it gets real trippy at some points because um, the four of them start eating rabbit shit uh, that makes them hallucinate purely because the rabbits have been eating magic mushrooms, and as such, their poo is significantly more psychoactive than uh, hmm. than other animals. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's, I was, I was really, really thoroughly entertained with it, and um, it's not perfect by any means. It's just kind of four kids running away from Eddie Izzard. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. When, when, when you mentioned it was an Irish movie, I was like, please say Waking Dead Divine. Please say Waking. Oh, Dead. I love Waking Dead Divine. <laughs> oh, Such a good movie. Yeah, I want to watch it. It's so good. Yeah. Liam, have you oh, ever man. seen Waking Dead Divine? I don't think so. It's exceptional. It's so good. It's. <laughs> It's really good. You should you should uh, check it out. Yeah, for those for those uh, listening who haven't heard of it, Waking Ned Divine is an Irish movie about this small town where this guy named Ned Divine wins the lottery, but he dies. Yep. And yep. so another person has to pretend to be Ned Divine to try to get the money, and <laughs> so they can share it with the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so and it's is it's it's delightful. If you've it's, ever it's wanted so to good. see a naked old man ride a motorcycle, this is the movie <laughs> for you. This is the one. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I'm glad you watched it, Lucas. So I watched uh, Captain Fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think I liked it a lot. I think Vigo does a great job. Very mm-hmm. few actors. Um, 
this isn't a major spoiler, but very few actors can shave a beard and instantly look 30 years younger. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Like like he, he, he I'm like I, I don't know I know that's Vigo Mortensen, but he doesn't look look like Aragorn. Yeah. And he shaves his beard and like that's Aragorn. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, hey. Um also I can't remember his name, but the the lead from 1917 is also in it. Uh George Mackay. Yeah, there it is. Uh yeah. Yeah. and he's 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 really good in it as well. He's he, there there's there's one scene that makes me cringe so hard at the, at the at the campground. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, stop it. No, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you at home, the, the movie is essentially about uh, Viggo Mortensen has, is it six kids? Uh, yes, I yeah. believe so. So he has six kids of aging, of various ages, um, and their mother is not around at the time. And they're kind of like, they live out in the mountains in, in yeah. Washington. Um, and they are wash Oregon or something like that. And they kind of live this mountain person lifestyle. You know, they're also incredibly radicalized, um, based yeah. because yeah, of... like like he has them constantly reading, uh, like philosophy texts, texts, uh, yeah. and quantum physics textbooks and stuff like that. And like, uh, like he he's trying to like I think at some point the phrases used he's trying to make them into philosopher kings. Yes. Yeah, they want. Well, his there's a letter that his wife had written or something. That yeah, right. We right, want right. to make them into philosopher kings. Um, mm-hmm. So he also has them like work out like all the time. So they're all in like peak physical fucking shape and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And but he also teaches them. So this is this is where I wanted to get into it, Lucas. Um, he's kind of a bad dad. Um, oh, he's a terrible father. <laughs> but he's also a good dad, <laughs> which is so yeah, like that's that's complex. kind of the main. That's kind of the main thing of of that movie for me. It was like he is wrong about so many things, but also right about so many things. Well, because yeah, because like, he's <laughs> teaching he he is teaching them very valuable things. They're yeah. very well read. They're incredibly educated. They're incredibly mm-hmm. intelligent. And he encourages they, them to think for themselves and like have have discussions about things and stuff like that. Yeah, like that but bit when to an extent. Yeah, when they're standing outside of the gas station and he he basically says like aren't you a Marxist or something? And he's like, no dad, I'm actually the, and he like ran, rambles yeah. off what he actually is. And he's it's like, like, I'm a Maoist. Yeah. He's like, all right. I'm yeah. like, Oh, you know, <laughs> you're allowed to have your own, your own, you know, um, uh, way of thinking. Um, yeah. Cause he, he, he's, he's definitely giving them the free will that they definitely should have, but not at like eight years old, you know? Yeah. Like he's, he, he's not allowing them to be children. No is a thing he's like he's not treating them like they're his kids he's treating them like that like they're army cadets yeah plus philosophy um <laughs> yeah build, building on the plot too so you learn very early on this is not a spoiler this is pretty much the plot of the film um mm-hmm. that uh vigo's wife um has died um very tragically uh and they have to drive to new mexico to go well they don't have to they're not invited because it's is yeah. it abe vagoda I believe so. Yeah, fucking Abe Vagoda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's great too. Yeah. Um, anyway, that he he's um, Vigo's wife's father, and she ba- he basically says, "Do not come. I will have you arrested." And they yeah. show up anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, things kind of just go. And I thought the movie was going to be over as soon as they walk into the funeral. There's mm-hmm. an entire hour of of yeah. stuff that happens that is just as impactful that really shows the downward spiral of, of this, this man, this father. Anyway, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. 
I thought it was yeah I, I think was one, one of the things like regarding like his his philosophy and everything like he obviously wants a different world yes but I think the his main problem is he wants that world so much that he left the real world behind and he's no longer participating in the real world right and so he's kind of living in a fantasy yeah completely lacks like any sort of social understanding um, yeah there's there's a scene where george mckay's character kind of yells at him because it's like sure i know all these things from books but i don't know how to talk to people yeah like <laughs> yeah well because yeah um that that scene is really really powerful because basically um is it george, george what's his name sorry george mckay i was gonna say to <laughs> <laughs> oh my i have been holding back oh trying to make trying not to make bad joke um, but basically he got he got accepted to all these colleges and these universities yeah like stuff. harvard yale princeton like all the top colleges and in vigo's States. like like oh this is great but you went behind my back how dare you you actually want to yeah. be one of these people like what can't you be a free thinker and he's like no yeah. and <laughs> I like can't. and like and like the way vigo delivers those lines too because like he's he's not very he's like very passive aggressive about it he's like i don't know what's more impressive the fact that you got into the all, all these schools or the fact that you did it behind my back like it's yeah. it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's very manipulative i will uh, say um i think the ending is incredibly unrealistic <laughs> there is no way they would get away with half the shit that they do at the very end of that movie i i don't want to spoil it for you liam because i really think you're going to enjoy it quite a lot mm. yeah it's no from good. what you guys have been saying i'm actually pretty intrigued i'd heard it's, about it's, this it's movie kind of yeah i don't mm. think the guy has directed anything else of yeah, i note. can't remember the name of the guy yeah i'm not too mm. sure off the top of my head i know vigo got an oscar nom for it oh that's yeah. right he did yeah 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 he did a i don't know i thought he did an exceptional job mm. um, it was great yeah i really wanted to ask you lucas if you felt like he did if he and it sounds like we're we're both in agreement that he's a good dad, but he's fucking trash too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, director Matt Ross. Matt Ross. There we go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's he's one of those people who has good ideas, but like, legitimately takes his ideology too far. Like, there's 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 a lot of people who say, oh, they take their ideology too far, but don't actually know really what that means this guy genuinely takes his ideology too far to the point where he's living out in the woods basically abusing his kids essentially <laughs> it is essentially child abuse yeah 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 anyway um captain fantastic is fantastic yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh that's been the ingestion for this week let's Indeed. move right into our recommendations for this week yeah uh liam i know you have yours handy uh yes so i was uh what is it so given earlier i was thinking about how uh hit or miss uh the lot uh, was it a lot of the films in this series have been i decided to recommend my favorite dc animated film which is batman under the red hood oh really yeah huh it's not my favorite but it's a good one i mean it's uh what is it? it's been closely followed by um maybe dark knight returns um, though I do also like a lot of the early ones quite a bit. Yeah. I think why this one is my favorite is because it shows how you can take kind of a, uh, less than stellar source material or a writer can take their less than stellar original work and really improve on it mm -hmm. in another medium. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it has probably, it's my favorite of the animation styles that, um, 
that they've really employed with this because it looks kind of like a um imagine if batman uh or the new batman adventures was kind of was like a primetime tv show yes yes yeah uh, yeah i would agree who is and, it conroy uh, again uh no it's uh bruce greenwood providing the voice of batman oh yes uh jensen ackles voices of uh, red hood um john dimaggio has a very interesting uh joker a very good performance not my yeah. favorite but a good one yeah yeah and uh hell even jason isaacs and neil patrick harris are there oh yeah that's right <laughs> um but no uh i mean i know it's uh i'm not really saying anything new about it as i know a lot of people really like this movie but i mean i think out of the uh direct to video uh or direct to dvd uh dc animated films that one's probably my favorite so i figured i would recommend it nice uh my recommendation for this week is a video game actually it's one that i've probably dumped at least 10 hours into over the past like five or six days um and that is a a game called spelunky 2 (laughs) have you ever heard of spelunky lucas i've I've, I've, i have heard of the spelunky games i have never uh, actually sat down to play them but i've seen them played they're pretty great it's um (laughs) it's I don't know how much of it is procedurally generated um, or, sorry, like randomly generated, but because uh, sometimes I've noticed the maps look very, very, very similar. Um, having said that, it's basically a 2D um, action-adventure game where you it has involves permadeath as like a huge element. So if you die, you got to go all the way to the beginning. Um, the furthest I think uh, I've been able to get is World 2-1. Uh, so each, each world has four sections that you got to get through. Uh, basically you have to go from the top of the cave to the bottom of the cave and you can't die. You have four lives. (laughs) You got to try and rescue your dog or cat or hamster in the second one. I've never played the first one, but your dog's name is Monty. Um, and he's a little pug and you got to pick him up and you can use him as a weapon. You can, <laughs> you can throw them at people. You also pick up rocks and jars and stuff and throw them at your enemies. You have a little whip that doesn't do very much. But, um, yeah, and basically you got to get from the top to the bottom and don't die. And you collect as much gold as you possibly can, and it's a lot of fun. So Splunky 2, that's my recommendation for this week. Nice, nice. My recommendation is another YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Characters Welcome. Uh, basically it is, uh, I, I believe it's part of some improv group in the state somewhere. Uh, but basically they just have uh, short, short <laughs> <laughs> they have short, like, uh, four to five minute videos usually where someone like comes up with a character and they just, and they, they have it, this, these are actually scripted, but like, uh, some of some examples of, of the sketches they have. Uh, the their most popular one is called motion capture actor demands respect and prancing <laughs> around the stage with like the motion capture thing on. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, another one is uh, called guy fucks his bully's dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if only. Uh, there's another one uh, called oh oh uh, a reverse mermaid sings a part of your world. So it's someone like with a, with a fish on their head, like human legs. <laughs> and there there's one where it's like um what every woman you've ever met is thinking, and like she she plays out like normal days, like oh hi, and then uh like oh hi, we're in the elevator alone together with a man, that's fine. And then in her head, it's like prepare for combat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's it, it's it's very it's a very funny youtube channel there's lots of possibly some questionable things i don't know yeah but it, it's it's very funny what's it there's called one again? where someone uh characters welcome characters welcome i mean i was yeah. gonna say one there's, of the there's there, what was that i was gonna say well a lot of people forget that one of the joys of uh comedy is that you allows it allows you a way to laugh at things that you probably shouldn't be laughing at in a yeah. real context the there, more offensive one, the better <laughs> there's <laughs> There's one called Civil War Ghost, where the guy's, uh, he's like, I have been hunting the world because I died in the Civil War. I fought for the Confederacy, and I have learned that we were wrong. <laughs> Is this ghost named Stonewall Jackson by any chance? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, there's one called the first female president of the United States. And she's like, I didn't think that it would take till the year 3005 and all the men suddenly disappearing for there to be a female oh, president but here we are oh boy yeah, oh boy i know i think i've brought it up before but have you ever i've shown you guys some chris and jack videos too right uh you've shown possibly? them to me i i, I familiar i sent you the future ex-girlfriend one. Oh yeah yeah that's pretty yeah, with uh jack dasana and one of his buddies yeah <laughs> anyway good stuff that's like great that's great so uh all these recommendations and uh everything we talked about will be down in the description down below um make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit the little ring bell to get notifications i'm just fucking around i don't give a shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh that's it for the ingestion and our recommendations for this week we will see you in a hot minute all right, I am now also recording. Well, oh, I, wait, are we doing I the show now? Fuck. <laughs> All righty. Are you ready? I mean, is it better than Liam's snake talk? Okay, we're coming back. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to the Thundercast. I hope you appreciated that small little break. Uh, today we are going to be talking about movie cliches. Um, cliches in movies that uh, we like and some that we don't like. Uh, Lucas, do you happen to have handy the definition of cliche? I can in a second. Alright, for now, Liam is Hold a on. good friend of mine. Um, you're a good guy. Uh, I like you on that show you do uh, where you play that character. What's his name? Re Relevance. Rake Dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so according to Google, a cliche uh, is an expression, idea, or element of an artistic work that has become overused to the point of losing its original meaning or effect, even to the point of being trite or irritating, especially when at some earlier time it was considered meaningful or novel. Like this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a I think it'll be a fun little thing to talk about because, you know, movies have been around for hundreds of years at this point or not hundreds, but hundred plus over a hundred years, hundred plus years at this point. And, uh, you know, things repeat themselves. Uh, things become um, a huge part of narrative as a way to kind of just, you know, familiarity, like in our last episode with um, comfort films, like the fam familiarity can be uh, oftentimes a good thing. What is that sound? We also uh, we also live in an age now where um, more and more movies are being made than ever. Um, so like these cliches start to become a lot more noticeable when that's the case. That's true. That's very true. Um, also, I do want to make it very clear that like we're not saying that none of these cliches can ever work or work at all. 
These are just the ones that we either really love or the ones that can really get on your nerves. Yes. I adamantly believe you can make anything work. You just got to make it work. But some of these cliches, maybe try to avoid a little bit. Yeah, like like what, for example, Liam? Uh... Um. So the first one I had on my list, I'm going to start with a lightweight one. Um, and this one goes specifically for animated films. Dance party endings. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah, man. Ever it's... since Shrek, everything does it. Like every DreamWorks movie pretty much does it. Even Disney started doing it with Zootopia and whatnot. Shrek 2 did it. I'm pretty sure <laughs> so did Shrek... the first one. I'm pretty sure Shrek 3. <laughs> uh, oh, what is it? Shrek movies. Will Smith Fish did it. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um does I haven't seen How to Trade Your Dragon, but I really hope it doesn't do it. No, no, it's not a dancing ending. It's a flying around ending. In all three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all three. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll take that over. But... Like, again, it's just... Uh, I uh, what like is to it? move it, move it. <laughs> I know, but dance party I endings... I haven't thought about that scene in years. Holy shit. <laughs> but dan uh, was it dance party endings are the equivalent of uh, movement porn, as some, have call as, as some have gone on to call it. Yeah. Literally just colorful images moving around to shut your kid up for, uh, was it for however long? To be fair, I did write, and I, well, Lucas knows this, that uh, for what would have been the fourth Slash Watch film, um, was going to end in a dance sequence um, set to the song uh, We Built This City on Rock and Roll uh, by Starship. Um, so, I mean, you know, depending on how you utilize it, if it's at the end of a four-movie franchise and it's just batshit <laughs> wild for no reason, yeah, I think it might work. But yeah, that's, or, also, uh, that's also just my bias because I wrote I mean, it down. There's there's that movie everybody loves that I don't like that uh, ends with a uh, out of place dance number. Schindler's List. Slumdog Millionaire. Oh yeah, Jai Ho. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about that movie. To be honest. <laughs> Is that I, Dev Patel? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's. Uh, I have a similar relationship with that movie that I have with Titanic. Everybody seems to love it, but I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Titanic should have ended with a dance sequence. I mean, it, it kind of did. Oh, I guess Didn't so. Did they dance? Yeah, uh, they go. Wasn't uh, a dance party? <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we're all dead. Sure Rose and Jack danced, didn't they? Like, yeah, no, they, they like, uh, embrace each other as uh, Rose passes away into uh, I was it into like her fantasy of her time with Jack, and that's actually one of the only scenes I like in that movie. That really mm. sucked, lady. <laughs> <laughs> the alternate ending to Titanic. <laughs> it's Fun. terrible. Maybe people would have actually realized earlier that it was a shitty movie if they ended with that. <laughs> well, the reason they filmed that was because like the studio didn't like the original ending, so they gave them money to shoot another ending, so they just made it bad on purpose, what so a... they couldn't use it. James Cameron's an <laughs> asshole. Yep. Oh man, what a dick! <laughs> um, You're going on the list, I'm... James. Yeah. Right, let's say, uh, um, I guess we're sticking to. Uh, uh, if we're starting with cliches that we can't stand, uh, Lucas, what's one that what's one cliche that can get on your nerves? Uh, love triangles. Oh, yeah. I really, yeah, I I hate love triangles. Just cho either choose one or be poly. Which is like shut the fuck up. <laughs> what about a love rhombus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. Like there are movies with love triangles where I do think they have worked, but. For the mm. most part, they're just there for artificial drama. Like what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're. I, I, I don't. I can't really articulate exactly why they bother me so much. But every time one happens, I'm just like, 
I hate you so much. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, in, a, I... in a good example of one where you're kind of supposed to hate him is in love actually with Alan Rickman's mm. character because he's kind of a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't actually seen that movie. Great. It's really fucking long. <laughs> um, I was going to say that uh, growing up watching Smallville is really what made me hate uh, love triangles, especially mm. ones with people named Lana Lang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or ones with characters named Archie, Betty, and Veronica. <laughs> and people wonder why I hate that show. I was talking about, there's a show? <laughs> I was talking about the, the hit uh, comic book series, um, um, Archie. I didn't know. I didn't have a joke. <laughs> <laughs> tried, tried to come up with one. Um, love triangles, yeah. yeah? yeah. They're annoying. I hate them. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah, just like just be Polly. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Again, they're like, I just, I mean, also like, uh, oh, what is it? I guess we grew up in an era where there was just so much of it all over the place. Like again, like them being on pretty much every primetime show, a whole mm-hmm. movie series based around a love triangle. Yep. But the the love games? triangles were the worst part of Legend of Korra. Even like, and the politics of Legend of Korra is is not very well fleshed out, but the. The love triangle is still the worst part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, like, think about all those. Uh, what is it again? It's just like very cheap. E- uh, for the most part, it's for just very cheap, easy ways to force artificial drama and strife among characters. That's exactly. Yeah, what that's it is. that's exactly why I hate them. <laughs> yeah, um, one that I'm not a big fan of is the um, chasing her down at the end of the movie. Oh my god! You know, like, oh, Doris. let her go. Yeah, just let her go. <laughs> like she's getting on in a fucking airplane. Like yeah, like she paid for that ticket, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You know how much money that probably costs. Look at look at uh, look at uh, Friends, for example. When Ross goes after um, Rachel, I've only seen this because it's like notorious um, for uh, whatever. Fucking Friends. Um, Ross chasing Rachel, and then she gets on the plane, but then she comes back, and she's like, "I didn't get on the plane," and it's like, okay. You should have got on that fucking plane. <laughs> you're like you're like a fucking nerd. You're you're yeah. You're paleontology. What 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 kind of job is that? Um, yeah, who would want to be I a paleontologist? Mean, I mean, knowing those two characters, <laughs> knowing those two characters, I wish they got sucked into the jet engine. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, but then that's uh, that, that was in so many '90s movies, like yeah. specifically. Yeah, and like, I mean, we can thank the graduate. Honestly, mm, for yeah. popularizing yeah. that, and the graduates, are yeah, great and the film. graduate kind of crit- criticizes that concept within the movie immediately after yeah, it happens. Immediately after, it <laughs> there's a reason the graduate people often. Uh, what is it? I agree with a lot of people, but I think the graduate has one of the most pointy endings I've seen in a film. Yeah, when they're, they're just sitting on the in the back of the bus, just like yeah, uh oh, yeah, like did what we... the fuck did we just do? Yeah, fuck, oh no. That was also, a it does also kind of work in Harold and Maude. Um, again, <laughs> but also super sad. Uh, but um, yeah, um, yeah. The always like the running after her at the end of the rom com. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes, like you know, if you love something, you gotta let it go. Some some to, to show that in a fucking movie, like just just yeah. show it. You know, one of my favorite things about that trope is oh, like I think it was a year or two ago. There's this thing on Twitter where someone caught. Uh, uh, someone got a video of a boar just fucking bolting down the road uh, and they were like in a car next to it as it, as it was running so it looked like a professional shot uh, and someone put like rom-com music under it 
Here's to you, Mrs. Great. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are some examples of some cliches that I guess right off the bat ones we don't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, to balance this out, maybe now we could go around and say one or two that we uh, that we each like. Yeah. No negativity only. Yeah. This is a this is a negative no. cast. Um, I didn't realize that we were auditioning for Cinema Sins. <laughs> hey, my name's Jeremy from Cinema Sins. I got fucked up teeth. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Thundercast. Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one cliche. I got one cliche that I know Christian here will agree with. Mm-hmm. And I know especially for a fact, one take action scenes. Fucking love it. Mm-hmm. One take mm-hmm. anything, man. When 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 they're done well, yes. Yeah. yeah like I'm thinking when they, like, when they look like the one take action scenes in the last airbender, I'm not about it. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm thinking like uh I'm thinking like uh the Daredevil hallway fight, the uh, old mm. boy uh hammer. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um there, mm-hmm. that cool scene uh was it pretty much any of the action scenes in John Wick. Yep. Yep. I'm a, like, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. And also throw it. in just like one guy wheeling into like a whole army or a whole group of people. Yeah. 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 yeah, the one. I mean, army. it's super childish and ridiculous, but if whenever I watch it, I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, well, you're rooting for him. I, I think the reason why the one take action works for me personally is because it's a technical achievement. You know, mm-hmm. like the the sheer amount of work that has to go into something like that, the rehearsals, the stunt work, the camera work, the cinematography, the lighting, like trying to make sure that you don't show a, a like a lighting pole or like, oh shit, why does that guy have gaff tape? Like, yeah. <laughs> make sure that um the actors are actually moving at a reasonable pace, and it doesn't look like they have to wait for the shot to catch up to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those like, are fucking, like, like, like oneers in general are very hard to do, but a oneer action scene, it's fucking insane. Remember when we made a movie, Lucas, and mm-hmm. in each act of the film, there's a massive oneer <laughs> that lasts for a, a long time. <laughs> I was just us going like, look, we can do it too. Yeah. Well, the last, the last one at the very end of In the Trees when Oliver is oh, yeah, yeah. into the house is one of my mm-hmm. favorite things I've ever shot. Yeah. Um, no, that was and, and and it also worked for what was happening. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just a look. I want her. I wish the, the music was more like. But you know, I'm happy with it. Um, yeah. Happy anniversary cool. to In the Trees, by the way. Coming uh, <laughs> coming up in a couple weeks here. Happy anniversary. Hey, look at that. I think also what I love about Wonders is the fact that, like, again, uh, uh, what do you call it? It really gets to show off just how much, again, how much work stunt guys put into their things, especially when it comes to action scenes. And just, like, it actually means that you really get to see the action. Because I'm going to talk about another cliche later that I cannot stand. That's the inverse of that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Lucas, you got, a, you got a one that you enjoy? Yes. Uh, this one I've actually talked about before on the show. But it's the hero gets back up cliche. Yeah, yeah. It 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 gets me every time. I don't know why. <laughs> like like even even though like the most recent one I can think of is in Into the Spider Verse, and as soon as he was knocked down, I'm like, that that boy's getting back up, <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I or even think of like. Uh... I mean, I guess another super example is like Cap or whatnot, where he's yeah. like, uh, just the whole I can do this all day type of a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I love it when the hero gets beat down and gets back up. Like it's, 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 I don't, it's so inspiring, I guess, is kind of, kind of the word I'm looking for. I don't know if that's quite right, but that's kind of the idea. Uh, I, and I, I love, I love characters who just try real hard. Like I, I like the underdog. I like it when they, when they get back up. 
Yeah, Captain Marvel hit just... that a little too hard on the head, in my opinion. Jesus Christ. But... <laughs> and it also did it poorly, especially yeah. when compared to the material it's based on that did that really well. Yeah. Yeah. And especially considering that Captain Marvel, not exactly an underdog. Uh... <laughs> no. Not like the really. most powerful being like in the in universe, the... basically. Yeah. In the Marvel she doesn't universe. need to get back up. She's just always standing. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But like when Captain America is facing off like against anyone who's more powerful than him, because he's like not a super powerful superhero. <laughs> like when he's facing off against Cap uh, America's ass. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I always I always find that uh, really moving when it uh, when it's done done well. Yeah. Um, building off what Lucas said, I um I really like the un unexpected un unexpecting hero, you know. Like the the person who at first doesn't seem like they have the the wherewithal or the potential, and then out over the course of, of of the thing that we're reading, watching, listening to, they gain their confidence and become mm. you know kind of similar to what you're saying, Lucas. Like I mean, in the sense of like in Spider Verse, where you know the Miles just kind of has the powers in the first like ten fifteen minutes of the movie. And then, you know, learns to become a hero. I like it when they don't even know they're going to become a hero. And then they they become... There be every man who gets pulled into the situation out of their control. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. On the inverse of that, what I don't like is is the guy... Like, when I was talking about in the Meg, where it's just like, yeah, we know he's going to win. Yeah. Like, you're chasing Statham. Like, just go go punch the shark, please. This isn't like Frank. We know you're not going to fall out of an airplane. Yeah, no. I like it when when the person kind of gets, like, thrown into the situation that they're they're not entirely prepared for and then slowly learns to become prepared for anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the the ordinary person in extraordinary situations sort of of style. Yeah, because I feel like I could be that person one day. I mean, he's not really uh, as much of a... uh, a super normal guy but he is kind of what i think of when i think of the ultimate like every man in fantasy kind of like john constantine willow where john <laughs> where uh i mean he's a guy who's capable but every time he gets involved in something it's usually beyond his control and he, or he just winds up in the middle of it oh you said mm. constantine i thought you were building up to saying a person sorry yeah no. you know but for like frodo right Fro- yeah like yeah, Fro- yeah, yeah frodo who takes three movies to learn that he is worthy um Mm -hmm. and has his ups and downs in that right and then eventually does the right thing yeah sort of he's he's kind of coerced into doing it but he does it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and by coerced i mean he had to get a finger bit off of (laughs) true yeah some old dude in a gray dirty coat told me i needed to take this fucking ring (laughs) yeah (laughs) because and based on based on the idea of i I, I would actually um, argue uh sam is a better example uh in, in that or, series or pippin pippin as well yeah 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 all like the hobbits pippin? basically yeah, pippin's yeah. all really the hobbits the but character. frodo fuck you frodo i mean, <laughs> I mean pippin's also the really only like character development of a forefront in those movies or whatnot forefront character development character yeah character. yeah yeah i get what you're saying yeah he, he starts out as like the goofy like the goofy hobbit who's making everybody laugh and he, he ends up a hero yeah like he he, right. he kicks a lot of ass at Helm's Deep, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm not Helm's or no, Deep. he's not at Helm's no. Deep. So, uh, uh, he was at uh, Minas Tirith. Yeah. yeah. Hung up. Or and uh, Gondor. He was also there. Yeah, Minas Tirith is the capital of Gondor. Oh right, right, right. Uh, he, he's the one who and, and like Faramir's a lot and and up live solely because of Pippin. 
it's been got Gandalf. But yeah, <laughs> Liam, you got another. Um, are we? Are do we still want to stick to favorites or least favorites? Yeah, you're running this conversation. Let's let's see. <laughs> All right. Um, here's one cliche that I adamantly hate. It's probably, in fact, I'm just. You know what? No, I'll save this one for later, just because I know this is probably <laughs> my most hated one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Got to build up to it. Okay. One. This is one I have mentioned in the past, and that's. I was a bickering will they won't they couple mm. mm-hmm. i was so ready for i was so ready for you to say this because i also i hate that cliche so much even in movies i like it pisses me off yeah i do like, think it can work like i'm um, in uh like sitcoms. even in uh but I... mm. fuck no it can work in a sitcom <laughs> um but i mean like uh what is it what examples i can think of jurassic world season three of stranger things um how i met your mother (laughs) seasons one through eight (laughs) of a show that should have probably only been on for three seasons should have only been i agree actually yeah yeah um Um, no i yeah twister funny 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 mm. funny one to bring up because apparently um bill paxton and and helen hunt fucking hate each other hated oh really rip rip bill paxton um yeah they would like shoot scenes with bill paxton's coverage and then come back days later and shoot helen hunt's coverage oh wow yeah that's how much they hated each other yeah i think a lot of it is that like one it gets i was it shows so much of why these guys should why these people should not be together but i have a time when they do get together and be and it's fucking frustrating like yeah. I would love to see a movie where they, oh, was it like where they, honest to God, be like, no, we've just been fighting the whole time. We shouldn't be getting together. You want to see a will they, won't they, won't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will they, won't they? They won't. They will not. <laughs> <laughs> or more like they don't. Will they, won't yeah. they? They don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> they do not. Yeah. Like again, like in season three of Stranger Things, again, just because it comes to mind, it was a hurdle for me to get over Hopper and yeah. Joyce Fair. Yeah. That was that was rough for me as well. Is that Winona Ryder's um, character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. Again, it's also just like the easiest lazy writing way on how to write a uh, on how to write a relationship yeah, or how is. to write couples in a movie. It's incredibly incredibly cliche. Yeah, and it's just like there's a reason <laughs> I get as frustrated as I do when I watch that in movies. Like, I'm sorry, Claire and Owen in Jurassic World should not be together at no. all. No, no they really well, I mean, but there are they don't really get together in fallen kingdom do they uh, they make the out again in that one oh, they do. but i mean those movies also operate under gender role styles of tarzan and jane yes but very much so yep <laughs> um, but anyway yeah not a fan there you go uh, my next one that I don't like is uh, the protagonist considers that maybe revenge is wrong only after murdering hundreds of henchmen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep, that can that really hurts the idea of what we're trying to do. Like I, I've I, I, I I've seen some movies where like the, the guy like the protagonist finally gets to like the boss of the operation he's trying to take down, and like he's like, hmm, you know what? this won't bring me peace and there's like hundreds of bodies behind him and i'm like well you could go to jail now <laughs> might as well just add one more <laughs> yeah really like you're you're 99 the way there <laughs> just get that one last I, I, one i have i have seen it work once uh in my opinion and that's in the last of us part two but that's that's uh takes a lot of building and uh, uh stuff to get there 
but it's just like when the hero's just like you know what this is wrong i'm not gonna kill you it's after, like after end ending like 300 lives like <laughs> yeah it's like how in uh the, the daredevil movie uh ben affleck uh daredevil uh kicks bullseye out a window to a point where i'm pretty sure he's dead or like or at least he's crippled and uh then at the end when he finally faces not the guy who killed the woman he loved but like was behind everything he's like i'm not the bad guy <laughs> <laughs> he's kicked him out a window <laughs> yeah oh i think lucas froze on us oh no he might catch up we'll see Oh, are you here, Lucas? Oh, no. Oh, I can hear you. Oh, hello? I'm back? I'm oh, back? Wow. Okay, there we go. You, you okay, I got here. the internet connections unstable notification, so that's when it. That's that's how I know it came back. Because <laughs> it's here. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, building off of what Lucas said, uh, in, a, in, a, in a sense, um, I one thing I'm not really a huge fan of is, uh, and I'm Man of Steel is a good example of it, where... Uh, and the Avengers even you you fucking destroyed half a city <laughs> and, mm. and you're still the hero you know like <laughs> I mean there's no there's really no regret in that sense where it's just like you know um, oh I just killed 500 500 henchmen you're I'm not gonna kill you because I've learned my lesson no you you destroyed billions upon billions of dollars which I guess Civil War kind of handles uh in a, in a sense yeah but... and there there is a throwaway line in avengers that sort of sort of deals with that where they're, they're specifically trying to keep the fight uh like in one area but man of steel doesn't give a shit no they don't oh, give um, a even in uh though even in uh the avengers that whole thing uh they didn't i don't even think marvel really cared until uh daredevil started comment on it. it's like yeah a lot of real estate got wiped out yeah yeah you completely <laughs> destroyed hell's kitchen it's like yeah. those were people's homes yeah <laughs> yeah that's one that's like i wouldn't say it makes me mad but it is it is becoming really way too prominent in superhero films specifically um and some sci-fi but uh yeah you've just destroyed like billions upon billions of dollars worth of property you probably killed a lot of people um and you're still the hero you know mm. i don't know get fucked iron man <laughs> <laughs> all know. right liam when you like when i like all right um here's one that i could only describe as cool guys with long coats <laughs> <laughs> You know, Fair. really, you know, really badass guys with long coats that blow yeah. in the wind. Yeah, that are yeah. Always I, 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 I do really like the long coats. <laughs> like, like no one in reality can actually pull off a long coat, no. but for some reason, people on TV can. Oh, oh I remember uh, watching. Uh, shit, I think it was like uh, around the first time I ever saw Blade, <laughs> and just like watching Blade just walk around with a long black coat and like I just. I was like, I want a long coat like that, and something that'll just follow me a lot, like a fan that'll just follow me around eternally. <laughs> why is it just always billowing. windy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah no it's just an Im it's just an image and like uh just a persona that i've always been really partial to like just when i think of stylistically cool that's one of the things that comes to mind mm -hmm. cool definitely L L done. lucas all right uh the good old-fashioned training montage <laughs> yes i knew it was gonna i come love up. a good training montage, montage. 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 
<laughs> like they're so they're so overdone and so silly like at this point but i i just love them i love, guys, I love like, like do you guys want to do a montage right now yeah <laughs> like how does like nobody can tell me that they don't watch like the training montage from rocky and like just have their blood going yeah you don't yeah get, exactly you get pumped you're not inspired <laughs> for the fucking stallion here to yeah the italian stallion again and then you well, see yeah. him do all that running finally get to the top in the end and it's yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah fuck I'm, yeah i'm ready go to rocky watch you go beat the shit out of apollo creed yeah it makes makes me want to run and then i start running i'm like no nah, i'm not gonna run <laughs> i'll let rocky run yeah <laughs> <laughs> he ran up those stairs for both of us he ran up those stairs for america <laughs> says a canadian yeah <laughs> um i'm trying to think of other great what are some other just great training montages hmm, there's there's so many especially like in the 90s and the 80s oh yeah i mean i i love the one in uh basketball when uh, <laughs> it's like when your friend is fucking you over and you even outside of like training montages i like those little montages of guys like building their suits or like gearing up and getting ready yeah. to go oh yeah, yeah, yeah. montage montages in general raimi spider-man when he builds that spider-man suit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. inspirational uh, there's yep. even uh, this kind of goofy scene in uh, aquaman where it's just black mana building a suit out of the atlantean gear he was given <laughs> this fucking of depeche mode of all things is plague oh nice. yeah <laughs> um one that i i am quite partial to is uh the sunset ending ah yes yes it's just a good no the sun's going down the hero is watching the sun um and i feel it with you mm -hmm. we, we we have we have reached the the denouement <laughs> is that right am i using that is that the right one the, de the denouement denouement <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it's pronounced, but no, okay. We've reached the point in the film where we know it's over, and we can go home uh, and get out of this smelly, stinky theater. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It's just it's something about like watching the the sun go down over over like a nice like in um, a War for the Planet of the Apes, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. When Caesar yep. is just when they finally reach um, where are they? It's like Colorado um, or something. The promised land. <laughs> yeah. And Caesar just kind of stands there and watches as the sun sets, you know? And, You're even and, just mm -hmm. like, or even, I know you don't like this ending very much, Lucas, but uh, Max at the end of uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road just walking off into the sunset. Yeah. Mm, yeah, the walking off into the sunset is classic. Classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of what I mean, you know? Like, not necessarily watching, but just like walking off. Like, all right, maybe they're going to go have more adventures, but this one is done for now. Yeah. You know? It's Liam, great. What's one you fucking hate, dude? <laughs> all right is this um, one is this the one is this no. the one you hate the most nope oh. this is one that okay, I can really we get started... to that one real quick <laughs> no oh, oh um this is one i'm starting to hate in uh i was i've really started to hate in recent years just because of how overused it's become like to a point where it's embarrassing and no i'm not talking about the stupid sky beam oh third act villain reveals i am oh, so tired of third act villain reveals ever since frozen like everybody's been doing it and i'm so sick of it <laughs> i am a teacher <laughs> well i mean at least that one was halfway through the movie yeah I guess. and also mm. that one was clever true i'm talking like uh i was it like uh i mean especially when we all know what's gonna go down how it's gonna be like uh in uh like guardians 2 with um kurt russell 
Yeah, everyone knew bro- Ego was gonna be the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, his name his name's Ego. Like we knew. <laughs> um I mean this is a I was it this is a pretty decent movie overall, but even Wonder Woman has that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I um, guess yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, this isn't it's not really a cliche that I hate all that much. It's just one that I'm really, really sick of at this point. Mm. Yeah, and so many people continue to just fall back on it. I'm like, it's just like how uh, after um, uh, was it after uh, the Joker and the Dark Knight? Um, everybody tried to do ah, the villain's caught, but that's where he wants to be. Oh yeah, yeah. and it got really tiring really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even I planned on getting caught, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> and how in some cases it didn't even make any sense. I'm looking at you, Cumbercon. <laughs> he had to put those people in the torpedoes okay yeah. yeah you know put people you love so dearly into things that explode to protect them <laughs> any 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 torpedo in a storm you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh my turn yes yep all right mine is mine's pretty specific to fantasy and medieval fiction and stuff like that but it's the the woman gets the bow cliche so in almost yep. every like fantasy or or medieval thing, if there's a woman who participates in the fighting, she almost always has a bow. Yep. And that yep. because like the idea is people who are less physically strong will get a weapon that doesn't require as much physical strength. But I don't know if you guys have shot a bow. That takes a lot of physical strength. Yeah, it's not I easy. Have, I've shot a bow a number of times, and yeah, yeah, your arms are tired by the end of the day. Yeah, and and like when when they hold the bow and they like hold it there for like thirty seconds, I'm like. You're fucking strong, man. That's that's not easy. <laughs> Give him a sword. Yeah, like like women are perfectly capable of using swords. I have fought women with swords and have they have beaten me about fifty percent of the time. Even movies. There is a like, reason for Lucas. He doesn't just go challenge women with swords. Okay. <laughs> I just go challenge people to duels in the middle of the street. No, I I I used to study historical fencing, but like, why can't women have swords? Just give them swords. Yeah. It's fine. Even movies because that people swords claim are phallic. Are for- <laughs> even movies that people claim are better progressive are still doing it like hunger games does it that's yeah. that that is katniss like katniss that is, that is specific that is specifically a character trait of katniss is yes yes yeah uh, but it's but still like, like it, it is overall it is a uh a, a trend though yes and like it was, i think it was justified for katniss but like even in game of thrones uh when women fight with the exception of brienne they either have a bow or a dagger or a skinny sword or something like that mm-hmm. uh uh, and just they, they always have a bow. Like, yeah. Why give them a sword or a hammer? It's fine. <laughs> just a ball peen hammer. Yeah. Give, give them a morning star or a. Um... Yeah. I, give a woman a fucking great sword. Just go for it. Give her a gun. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy. This shows up in a medieval movie. <laughs> this is my boomstick. Hey, yeah. Hey, if hey if knights can be named Jack, women can have guns in that time period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just that just is, it just bothers me because like if you if 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 someone genuinely is less strong and can't physically like handle swinging a sword for some reason they're like three pounds it's fine yeah let's just do like a, a rapier. montage yeah a, a rapier a dagger i guess but like a rapier is not lighter than a normal sword like a, like like an arming sword and a rapier way the same yeah <laughs> Um, one that I am not a huge fan of is uh, the unachievable female lead. 
the um she's out of my league kind of oh thing. yeah yeah you know and i'm gonna do the, everything hyper competent female co-worker love interest sort of thing exactly like i'm gonna mm-hmm. do everything i can to change myself to be with her why can't you just be happy and like like maybe go and try and find someone who okay i also don't think leagues are a thing if yeah. you if you like someone and if you're attracted to them that's that's just it there is no league yeah, you but if, if it's not reciprocated, just fuck off. Yeah, don't be creepy <laughs> and try and change everything about yourself to be the object of that person's interest, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's wrong, honestly. It's it, mm-hmm. it's very creepy and kind of incelly, and yeah. I am not a huge fan of it. The problem also with that trope is that the person who they're always a striving, uh, was a striving for is not a very interesting person. They're always, they're... they always focus on the physical, and a lot of the time they're just bland... I was a man or woman or any or bland as a sack of rocks. Yes. Like almost like, like without fail almost every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're watching something like the movie She's Out of My League with Jay Baruchel, <laughs> um, which is gen- like the entire plot. No, Luke is frozen. Oh, he's back. <laughs> okay. I'm back. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like it's one of those <laughs> those ones where it kind of just I don't know, it just really becomes like it's obsessive it's it's it and it can yeah. be it, like if it's done in like a horror film or something like that it can be done very well because you're showing the negative side of that obsession um which can be very i wouldn't say entertaining it can be kind of eye-opening um but even in movies even in movies like don john where like the whole point of that movie is that uh was it falling into those uh that whole league idea is pretty fucking toxic yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's why uh that's why he falls in love with um what's her what's her name? Julianne, Julianne Moore. Moore. Julianne Moore. That's an okay movie. I don't mind that one. I liked it. Yeah. I've only seen it once though, so. Yeah, me too. All right, Liam, give us the big one. Give you us really want, You give, really want my most hated cliche at Give this it point. to us. I want to hear it. Fucking All right. give it to me. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to call it. This is what I have come to call Palpatine plotting. <laughs> okay. All right. That whole thing where, like, I was it, it always comes around to it was my plan all along to a point where it's like it never lines up or makes any sense and it just relies so much on chance. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, fu- and too many movies have fucking done this. Like, I was it, like, we just had it again. We've, we've done it with Palpatine twice now. You've been <laughs> um, planning that, that, um, your granddaughter was going to, like, from, what 60 years ago you've been making this plan in, in yeah, and you had a whole plan to also like a start a fate i was it a war as a ruse for you to like okay you're starting a whole war as a way for you to rise to power fuck but star like, wars um <laughs> or like uh like fuck uh uh what do you call it um uh what lex luther and batman versus superman mm, mm-hmm. um zemo to some extent has that yeah i would disagree with that one personally but um like just it's it's just the most hack writing thing you could possibly do. And I always see it pop up in, uh, I was in movies that are trying to be really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and before, pe- all along. Oh, oh, and before <laughs> people go off and say, Oh, uh, was it? Or I'm looking at you, Max Landis, before you go off and say, well, what about the Joker and the dark Knight or whatnot? I'm like, it works for the Joker and the dark Knight because the Joker isn't really, uh, isn't actually really that much of a fully realized character. He's more of a force of nature than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we put, we're putting Max Landis on the list, by the way. Yeah. He's fuck you, Max Landis. There. I'm, oh, I'm sure he has. Just, just, just for good measure. 
Fuck Max, Max Landis. Fuck you. Piece of shit. Bad yeah. writer. <laughs> Among I other have, things. Yeah. I have seen that. Uh, what is it? I have, again, it's another thing where I've seen work before or whatnot, but there have got to be limits, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I shouldn't just be trying to play catch up with you while you're, uh, was it, with your whole, I uh, was it like, because in a lot of ways, I've seen it like destroy movies. Oh, yeah. I would love to see it be like um, subversed in a film one day where it's like, that was my plan all along. It's like, no. No, it wasn't. How could you have thought that I was going to come up through the window? Like, it's like you were improvising and you saw an opportunity. This wasn't your plan. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I, no. <laughs> no it's, a, it's another thing that, have also, that has also just bopped, popped out of people or really got resurgence from people taking, again, taking all the wrong notes from the Dark Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just... Definitely. Like again, like if there's any way for me to auto to start to get pissed off of a movie, that's a big part of it. That's a one go-to way to make me mad. Lucas, do you have one you that go. you absolutely loathe? Um, this is this is kind of a small one, but it's probably the one that bothers me the most. It's when it it's when there's a scene in a restaurant and they order food and they don't eat it. <laughs> it yeah. makes me. St- so mad oh, it makes me so mad like yeah. you paid for that food you should eat it <laughs> <laughs> we don't see them like pay. like, Maybe like they, they order the food and sit there and then they leave like immediately after i'm like eat the fucking food <laughs> i don't i don't know that that's that's kind of an irrational one but i hate it i hate it so much i fully understand it and <laughs> yes i respect you for that one lucas <laughs> all right uh you know what mine is what fucking sky beams fucking sky beams fucking sky yeah. beams i'm just i'm over sky beams i mean like, at least we haven't seen one in a while i guess yeah i guess it has been a little bit of uh, like a long time i mean rise of skywalker there's a whole bunch of sky beams <laughs> yeah, you no those like are that. not those are coming from the sky no, there's uh, that point where um, uh, Palpatine becomes Zeus, I guess. Oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> there's one one ground to Skybeam, but in Skywalker, it's Sky mostly... Sky fingertips. Yeah, it's mostly s- sky to ground beam. <laughs> Subvert, it subverts it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they subverted our expectations. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. Um uh, yeah, those are some cliches that we like and some that we mostly that we don't like. Um, hold on, we we should probably save a one we like the most. Uh, was it our favorite cliche given that we just we we so we don't just end on a negative. I'm okay with ending on a negative, but if you want to if you want to I I don't have any more. I'm out. <laughs> right, cuz go I've ahead, got, Liam. All right. Cuz I've got uh one that I I uh, was it that I absolutely love. Which is the downer slash Sorry, bitter Lucas, ending? Lucas froze on my screen. Dumb. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, keep you'll, phrasing. You you looked pretty. Funny. Oh man, this is gonna be a great YouTube video, everybody. <laughs> great YouTube video. Sorry, Liam. Uh, yeah. I, I I do have a couple more that I like, but they're pretty dumb. Okay. I Sorry, I, I, I didn't I, hear I like, Liam's. I like... what, Liam, what was yours? Oh, okay. What did what did Liam say? Um, I said the bit. I uh, was it the downer or bitter ending. Oh okay. oh, okay. I love it when a movie doesn't wrap up a hundred percent. Uh, was it a hundred percent perfect? I mm-hmm. love it when there's a little bit of like, uh, or I think my favorite is when it's kind of like, 
where it's kind of a good and bad ending where they leave it both open both ways like bittersweet yeah like logan um again i've mentioned it a number of times on here but dark knight comes to mind um crazy I mean, dark knight uh, is like the litmus test for like cliche movie tropes um or like uh pan's labyrinth yeah um was life, it Mulan life is, rouge life is beautiful um yeah life is beautiful looper like just so a lot of my favorite movies are uh, uh what is it have that and i think that's a big part of why it's led to becoming one of my favorite uh was it favorite cliches nice. i mean the only point where i draw the line is when it turns into nihilistic garbage yeah for sure like uh dr horrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, one of mine, this one's really dumb, but I kind of love it, uh, is is the dog who doesn't die. Oh. Just how the, the, the dog who just survives every life-threatening situation no matter what. Home like Independence found. Day. Yeah. The, <laughs> both of those come to mind, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Independence yeah, no. Day is the one that's like kind of like mo- the most shameless about it. Yeah. You know, like that dog jumps away from a fucking explosion. Yeah. <laughs> it happens in the Meg. It happens. Oh, does the, it? Yeah. A, oh, do- a dog jumps into the ocean and then you think it gets eaten by a shark and then it comes back at the end and it's just like a little tiny dog too <laughs> um i mean this isn't a dog but there's this uh uh what was it this scene in the film uh van helsing where a vampire picks up a horse throws it into a uh flies up in the air and throws it into a building and then uh, after a few minutes of fighting at the front door of that uh of that building there's a horse standing that horse walking out of the, out of the building that is fucking hilarious <laughs> I'm pretty sure the horse would have a broken leg. <laughs> we gotta shoot the horse. Another one I just want to throw in there. This is a stu- another stupid one. Infinite ammo. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Yo, god, like, you like, see, in like some... if it's if it's in a stupid action movie like Commando, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, for the sure. infinite ammo in Commando works for me. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to more serious movies, I'm the asshole who counts bullets. <laughs> like hell, I was even like uh my aunt and I one day were watching John Wick together. We were just playing a game, trying to see how accurate the bullets were. We're like, actually, this gets pretty close. Yeah, he throws a <laughs> gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but like in again in like Commando or Shoot 'Em Up, where like uh, yeah, or I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't, I don't think you could survive playing the Shoot 'Em Up uh, counting bullets game. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> But Christian, what's your what's one of your favorite trips? I'm do out. Have, do you have any more? You're out. All right. I'm out. <laughs> um, I'm out of bullets. Okay. Oh, I got I got a I got a fun stupid one. All right. The himbo super or the himbo hero. <laughs> what? Uh, himbo. What is it? Himbo. You've never heard of the term the himbo? No. No. So uh, so so it's it's kind of like the word bimbo. There, there's four different kinds of these people. So there's there, there's there's kind of a cross axis. Up and down is like buff and slim, uh, and then there's also like uh, uh, I've totally forgotten shit. Um, they're always hot. They're right. always hot. Is is the rule? There's there's himbo, bimbo, bim him, and herbo. Okay. <laughs> like uh... so so the the bimbo and the himbim are hot, slender, dumb people, and the herbo and himbo are hot buff uh dumb people okay yeah, yeah like okay. um examples of those characters would be like uh ash or mm. um what's his name or uh jack burton from uh was it from big trouble little china <laughs> <laughs> um or uh shit i'm trying to think of uh 
uh, what is it? Like, I'm trying to think. Uh, Hercules, I guess, even from the Legends kind of fits that bill. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. <laughs> Thor. Yeah. Thor's yeah. pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, his stupidness started to try my patience at some points, but... <laughs> But yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I I only really have one that I don't like left, and that's when aliens invade Earth, but they're really just invading America. Yeah, <laughs> America yeah. is the protector of all that is just yeah. good. Why is it in like disaster films, America is always the one that survives? I don't I don't get it. Because Americans think they're great. Yeah, no, you'd <laughs> probably be the first one wiped out. Look at all those nuclear reactors you got everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like in. Yeah. You know, or they always say, like, it's a meteor or a ship the size of Texas. Like, why Texas? There are bigger places in this world than Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Most of our provinces are bigger than Texas. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to hear it's a comet, it's an asteroid the size of Alberta. <laughs> Actually, that would be would fucking be pretty... terrifying. Yeah. That'd be scary. That'd wipe um, out. You know what's even worse? An asteroid the size of Nunavut. You yeah. know what's even worse? An asteroid the size of Earth. Fuck. This is another <laughs> planet. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Yeah, no, that would be like... That's even worse than, like, I've joked about, like, the moon came crashing into her for something. Yeah. <laughs> How many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? How many? I don't know. What would your guys' plan be if, oh, if you... I don't what would you guys, your guys' plan be if you looked up into the sky and saw that the moon just started to crash into her? Um... Die. <laughs> you wouldn't try, it, to, have you Honestly, wouldn't try to have any fun. Honestly, there wouldn't be a lot of time. <laughs> no, and also you'd kind of you just like burn up pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't think you'd burn up. I know the tidal waves and like the course of the ocean would fuck everything up before well, it would, it would kick up so much material into the atmosphere that you get cooked alive. Cool, that's the way to go. Yeah. All right. This has been the topic for this week. Also, one thing I want to add to the moon thing: if the moon crashed into the Earth, it would probably knock the Earth off of its axis, and we probably wouldn't. We might not be in the habitable zone anymore, so we might actually freeze to death. Huh? I wouldn't. We wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't fly off. Oh, probably not. <laughs> NASA, hit us up. <laughs> you can go to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Answer questions. We'll bring him on the show. Next week's guest is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Just some guy who kind of looks like Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Just an imposter. Yeah. Anyway, that's been the topic right, for this week. Uh, we're going to go to break, and we will be back with Cool Wars. Cool Wars. Cool Wars. All right. See you in a minute. Oh, Lucas, you froze on me in a very funny way. Oh no, Lucas! And isn't it an isn't it a Netflix original show? Oh, there you go. Okay, are. I'm back. You, you froze like this. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to the Thundercast, uh, the only podcast that um, has less viewers than literally any other show on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> viewers i didn't say listeners okay mm, yeah very I see, I see. our video video version is pretty null <laughs> <laughs> um on that note uh, welcome back we are gonna do a fun and exciting uh cool wars today cool wars cool wars. cool wars is a game that we like to play at the end of every single episode of, of uh, uh 
the Thundercast. I forgot the name of my own show. Um, uh, where we discuss two characters from various sources of media, uh, pit them up against each other to decide who is cooler. These people are not fighting. They are rather being judged purely off of their coolness scale, which uh, you go ahead and Google the word cool, and you will get many, many, many definitions of that. Um, Liam, what is to- who are today's competitors? Today we have Jules from Pulp Fiction versus Scott Pilgrim that- from scott pilgrim that is correct yes yes so samuel l jackson versus michael Sarah. yes <laughs> yes liam do you got the timer up for us um i can get it started in yes. just a moment we're gonna have the timer here uh in the meantime uh i don't have a joke shit oh no neither do i well it's a good thing the timer's going now all right, all right. Cool. there we go so one of them is a hitman and the other one is a simp <laughs> a simp who learns to respect himself and women yeah yeah that too <laughs> yeah yeah scott's scott's fucking creepy yeah <laughs> especially in the beginning yeah he's the fucking worst i the, hate him the scott's first line of the movie is scott pilgrim is dating a teenager or a high schooler yeah right? yeah and that should tell you all you need to know about it. i mean <laughs> yeah. technically in uh i mean i guess technically in uh canada he is within the age of consent but still mm. true it's but weird. but knives is very naive and yes. very and very okay i'm uh, i'm gonna say some stuff I'm not super happy with it um scott like kind of grooms her <laughs> like a little bit a little bit, bit. A little um, bit yeah I mean, yeah, he he definitely does. Scott doesn't do the right thing. He doesn't do the no. right thing at all. Neither does Jules, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jules does decide to leave being the a hitman, hitman left behind. The hitman life behind to become a faith-driven journeyman. Yes. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jules is a bad motherfucker. That's true. His wallet <laughs> says so. Um, he also uh, is not a guy who you want to piss off or say what to. No. <laughs> do not say what more than once I mean, around him i mean say, i will say, say that <laughs> i mean at least with uh and i mean also like even though he was with those pug kids or whatnot trying to get the suitcase he was more or less pretty patient with them until a point yeah until uh, up until um until uh, brett tried to weasel his way out of it yes. everything yeah and even then he's just doing his job right <laughs> which yeah it's not a good job but I mean, I mean, that's not a great excuse, but no, he's a working man. <laughs> working class. Yeah. yeah. At least he doesn't. I mean, I mean, when, when he, when he recites that fake Bible verse, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, it's not a fake verse. It's, it's an actual verse that's misquoted. It's two, yeah, it's yeah. actually two verses sandwiched together. As far as I mm. know, I it, it, I'm pretty sure there's, it, it's, it's just, straight up changed like yeah. they just changed parts of it to make it sound cooler but sicked was... on all sides <laughs> i was talking the to inequity. Uh, um i was talking to my dad about it because pulp fiction's his favorite movie i'm like you know jules's uh bible monologue is misquoted he's like oh i believe it yeah it's like, it's like i believe it's bullshit most dads know that as a fact <laughs> most dads my dad's an atheist so yeah i was yeah i mean Jules is a hitman, which is which is simultaneously cool and not cool. Yeah, in different much. ways. Uh, and and Scott Pilgrim is a piece of shit who eventually learns to respect people. 
<laughs> remember in the cliches episode <laughs> um, yeah i key key points for why jules is cool he's a bad motherfucker okay yeah. he does not talker. shoot marv in the face <laughs> he, he did not he did not shoot samurai jack that's right he he does not give uma thurman mass mass amounts of heroin that she then snorts up her nose um <laughs> He, does he doesn't not, get shot coming out of a toilet. He does not get shot in a toilet. That's right. Um, he's a bad motherfucker. I don't know. Yeah. He's also he's, uh, he's played by he he's played by one of the coolest people to ever live. So cool things he, with with Scott Pilgrim. When he kicks people, they turn into money. <laughs> <laughs> he can pull a sword out of his chest when he levels up. That's right, Scott. That's pretty cool. The value of self-respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I've got it. I think I, I, I think I, I pretty yeah. I mean, one note I, I think I am as soon as we read the names, I knew who I was voting. <laughs> one uh, one thing I am one thing I am going to bring up also is uh, Jules made everybody love Sam Jackson. Scott Pilgrim killed Michael Sarah's career. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I will say that Scott Pilgrim has one. It's not a cool line, but it's a very very funny line. Where Ramona tells him that bread makes you fat, and he's got a bunch of bread in his mouth. He's like, "Bread makes you fat." I don't know. It's so funny. I'm or in lesbians calling, um, with you. Or yeah. calling uh, lesbians with you. Or calling uh, Superman a cocky cock. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny oh, movie. Yeah, by the way, this movie's very funny. Oh, by the way, cocky yeah, cock. he. I mean, Scott did defeat Captain America, Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yep, that is, that is true. And and Matthew Patel, <laughs> <laughs> the pirate guy, yeah. and and Katara. Liam. That's true. Oh. Yeah, May Whitman. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, that is May Whitman. Yeah, yeah. she's she's the bi furious one. <laughs> now now actually, to be fair, he didn't really do anything. Ramona mm. puppeted him. That's true. He's That's like, I true. can't hit a woman. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to kill you, man. <laughs> I'm bi furious. <laughs> what a funny movie definitely not as funny as pulp fiction just kidding mm. uh, <laughs> that gimp I gets mean, me every time <laughs> I, yeah no i will say straight up but i do but i am a fan of both movies yeah mm-hmm. it's uh and both i really threat, didn't yeah. like pulp fiction the first time i saw it yeah but i also didn't understand it was a comedy <laughs> yeah fair yeah i mean when i first saw it i always just viewed it as a character study mm. I think it's a buddy cop film. <laughs> All right, let's All right. Cut I like that. the part where he shoots Marvin in the face. <laughs> oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> um, I don't. Although I will say the scene immediately after that is just kind of Quentin Tarantino allowing himself to say the N word a bunch of times. That's yeah. where I think the use of yeah. at least. I I mean I it's either that or Jackie Brown where I think the use of it is most troubling. Yeah, it really mm. just pushes it, but. Um, Damn, he makes a good cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't buy the I buy the I don't buy the cheap stuff. Okay. Okay. Anyway, let's 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 all cut right. that. Cut yeah, that I think we clock. got I think we all got our answers, eh? Nope. Yeah. Yep. Alright, ready? Right. Lucas count us down. Alright. Three, two, two, one. Jules. Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Obviously, I, the thing, we we like Scott Pilgrim may have won in other situations, but we put him up against Sam Jackson. I think I just like, realized Sam Jackson is on our list several times. 
He's 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 the coolest person to ever live. I think we have Nick Fury on there. Yeah, I think <laughs> we have. Um, um, we have Mace Windu on there. I believe we no. have Mace Windu. Yes, we do. Wait, when did we? When's Mace Windu on there? He's on. I don't there think somewhere. we've done. I don't. We've done him on the show yet, but Liam, I, I thought he was on the list. I don't know. We have to do Cool Wars till the end of time to finish <laughs> the list to get through round one. We I mean, have to Mace do, Windu- I believe, fifty episodes. <laughs> But I mean, is, is Mace Windu really that cool? He's kind of a dick. I think. Well, he's yeah, right. but he like what when when you're Samuel L. Jackson, everything you do is cool. It's just it's just a rule. I don't know. know his uh, lightsaber in Django, said bad I mean, in Django, on. he was uh, pretty despicable as he was screwing over his own people. That's yeah, fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> but he was just doing it to survive. <laughs> no, he got, was doing a lot more than surviving in his case. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> This has been the Thundercast for this week. Um, if you like what you heard, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube by going to Thunder Lizard Collective on any of those uh, three. And on Twitter, we are Thunder Lizard OG. Um, we also also have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash thunderlizard. I'd like to thank our patrons today. Uh, that is Kate, Tanya, Brittany, Scott, and Manos. Uh, again, if you did like what you heard, be sure to tell a friend. Follow us on Spotify. Give us five stars on iTunes iTunes. No, it's sing- singular iTunes. Um, and be sure to do the equivalent on any other streaming platform. Uh, share us on social media. Uh, we also have another show, uh, which is called Thunder and Dragons, uh, which is hosted by Lucas down there at the bottom of the screen. He is our Thunder Master, along with our friend Dan, who plays uh, Moondar Moon or Moon Moondar. Who knows at this point? Ch- changes by the episode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, this has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya. Wow. I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that in the show and you're going to make, uh, make you no. look bad. <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs>